Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight. And I am Ryan Knight. And today we are off on another side quest again, because we were just simple squires, and we were taking another look at, we were diving into the realm of anime. That's right. We're back looking at more uh, Parasite, the Maxim. And today we're going to be looking at episodes 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, continuing the little three at a time. That's right. And uh, before we get into that, if anybody, you know, hates this side quest series or loves it or you're indifferent about it and you want to talk about something else, then uh, you can go ahead and drop us an email. Uh, KOTPL.pod at gmail.com is the easiest place to reach us. Yeah. And you can you can get at us on the Facebook, too, at Knights of the Pages Library. I'm trying to be better about updating that more often. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. I post some of this stuff over there. Not very up-to-date as well, but I've been trying to keep up. So You're pretty good about it. Ah, no, man. I'm, it was September 1st before I posted the August originals. So. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to, to keep up. So. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think anybody's coming to us for breaking news. Well, maybe not yet. Maybe someday. <laughs> someday. Maybe if we sell out to Amazon Music, they might. I don't. I don't know. We. I don't know just, if I want to talk about that. Just, just save it. We'll, we'll. Maybe we'll do a roundtable soon, and we can talk about that a little bit. But for today, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started on this one. Let's start on episode ten of, like I said, Parasite: The Maxim. Oh, the... oh and hang on. Just before we get going. If anybody's super confused with what's happening, I suggest you go back to the first episode that we did on Parasite. Because like, if you're picking up in the middle of this, I feel like you have no idea what's going on. Like, We're, we're going to kind of assume that you are up to date with us, too, at this point. So like, if you're super confused, go back or go watch the show and then come back. Good call. Yeah, good call. This is sort of like a... Uh, almost like a book club type thing. Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're either... Expecting you to have watched the episodes or listen to what we have to say and then watch the episodes or in any order like that. So, yeah. And then we're basically sharing our thoughts about it. So, yeah. Um, and again, I'll just reiterate this, but we talked about it in the first couple episodes. We are going over the uh, dubbed version and not the subbed version. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I, I forget about that. So, for anybody who's like, they didn't say any of that. Well, maybe they didn't in the version you were watching, but in the one we watched, that's what they said. Yeah. So, and with that, yeah, let's take a look at episode 10. The name of this episode is What Mad Universe? This is directed by ooh, uh, Mishita Shirashi? 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 Or Shir- I think Shirashi? Shir- yeah, maybe like Shirashi. Again, I say this every episode. We are not trying to offend anyone. We legitimately are trying to pronounce these people's names correctly. So and I, know, I know I'm bad at it. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and we are probably butchering them, but we, we're trying. Um, and this episode was written by Shoji Yonomura. Oh, this one here. So this one aired originally in Japan, uh, December fourth, two thousand fourteen, and then the English version came out January second, two thousand sixteen. Good call, because I had forgotten to include that information. So yeah, so this is a, this. I feel like this is a perfect episode that like i feel like we left off at a really good part because this picks up right where it left off like immediately I, that's one of the things i love about this show is there's like little to no bullshit yeah definitely it uh it doesn't do a, like a ton of recapping like some episode or some shows even do um yeah it almost is like a direct continuation of the episode before it so that's pretty cool yeah, so so we open up with Chinichi. He had like just screamed at his desk. He's like, "That son of a bitch!" And yeah, so we open up with Shinichi. Like Migi is uh, is telling him about Shimada has transformed, and so like obviously he's panicked and wants to. He like just gets up and leaves class. 
he's such a chad. He just walks out whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, the teacher's like, "Hey, Shinichi Izumi, get back here, or whatever. Sit like, down." Nah, he doesn't. He doesn't even say anything anymore. He don't care. So yeah, then we cut back to Yoko with uh, Shimada, and she she throws the bottle of paint thinner at him, and he he cuts it. Which I don't understand why he does that. I'm assuming because he just doesn't even know. It, oh, yeah, I guess that's it, a good point. It becomes very apparent here shortly that he has no idea that even anything can harm him. So uh, that's kind of why I assume he cuts it and just lets it. So he cuts this bottle like in half and all the paint thinner like spills all over his head, which is right. now obviously in parasite form. It's He's got a few tentacles splitting out and whatnot, so... Right, and he he panics and tries to transform back to human mode, like right away. Right, <clears throat> but he quickly realizes he cannot do this. So he, um, Yoko climbs out the window, which is on like the freaking fourth floor, and so some people down on like the uh, football field or whatever uh, see her climbing out the window and. All of a sudden, Shimada's one of his tentacle arms comes out the window and tries to attack her, and she jumps. And uh, she ends up falling through a tree. It's like one of those like ex machina type things. Yeah, she got pretty and, lucky that tree was there. Right, and and she got pretty lucky that she didn't hit a hard branch on the way down because she like just slowly falls through the tree down to the ground. And uh, anyways, so Shimada's like stumbling through the hallway saying he needs to restore himself back to human but he can't and he can't figure out why yeah uh, and i and don't don't we come back to a scene of uh shinichi talking to migi and migi's like i can't even tell if it is shimada his his thoughts are so scattered yes yeah 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 because normally they can the parasites can kind of sense each other's feelings to an extent so migi has said several times you know Oh, he has uh, murderous intent, or whatever, you know, or or there's no threat. Well, right now, exactly. Migi's like, I'm. I think it's Shimada because his thoughts are so jumbled that I can't even tell if that's who it is. <laughs> and Migi does the weird, like he like makes his hand look like an antenna, and he like stretches out in a bunch of weird ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that little scene. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Shimada is like trying to. His head just looks like a mash of nothing because he can't. It get looks it like to a turn. clamshell. Yeah, he can't get it to like turn back to a human face, and uh, he says that he can feel a disconnect inside himself. Like basically, he can't make the human cells rejoin with like the parasitic cells, basically. Right, and uh-huh. so he's he's essentially a stuck in attack form. Right, because when his when he's in his parasite form, they usually only do that when they're trying to kill something. And like a so, fly flies past him, and he just like smashes it into the wall. Yeah, his his freaking tentacle turns into like a baseball bat looking thing and smashes this thing into the wall. Uh-huh. And then. By that time, like a couple of the people who are on the football field and one of the teachers comes around the corner and he just cuts these three people down like it's nothing. Oh, he annihilates them. He doesn't even think about it. He just oh, attacks yeah. them. Whereas, no, you know, normally up to this point, uh, the parasites are very kind of uh, they plan what they're going to do to make sure that they're not going to get caught and all these things. And he just he just annihilates them. Yeah. Uh, and Migi senses this. Migi senses that there were three humans that were just killed. So Migi is trying to kind of lead uh, Shinichi to find Shimada because Shinichi says he needs to find him. Yeah, and so like there's a pretty gruesome scene of like walking through the hallways that he's been through, and it's just like absolutely like corpses and blood all over the place. Yeah, and uh, this is like a quick part right where Shinichi kind of has like a breakdown a little bit because he remember his heart was repaired by Migi so he still has a lot of Migi uh parasitic cells running through his body which well, is and, why he, and Shinichi is a sensitive guy like he really is 
and like right. seeing people just cut down like this like hits him pretty hard right because up to this point he's been like you know we had the people saying like uh you're not the same and his dad saying you're like a metal shell with no soul or whatever and now when he sees super emotional stuff like this shinichi like he he kind of feels like he's gonna have a heart attack because it feels like his heart is like literally split in two he's divided between yeah should he not feel anything or should he feel human emotions to these things but he uh he quickly regains his senses and for some reason now uh shinichi can sense where shimada is to an extent on his own without relying on migi which migi finds intriguing at this point yeah yeah like shinichi's kind of like getting his own powers right and we're gonna see that more yeah we're gonna see that more in the coming episodes yeah but so yeah so shinichi like has the heart attack and then he wants to find murano right yeah he realizes that the people running by outside are from murano's class and he doesn't see her running right no Okay, yeah, that's right. He so he, to th- find her. he needs to go find her. And then, so he does, he ends up finding her. He he finds a girl first, laying face down in a pool of blood, and he assumes it's her until he turns her over and finds out it's not her. And then he proceeds to find Murano with these other two guys. And this part was really weird to me because uh, Shinichi is like, hey, come with me. Let's go back this way because uh, I just came from that way, so it's safe. And these guys are like, nah, man, he was just over there. Like, how can we know it's safe? And for some well, reason... I feel like they didn't want to They didn't want to go that way because they didn't want to freaking see all the dead bodies. That could be. To, to way, me, that's how I take that. That one guy was like, how do we know it's not you? How do we know you're not the murderer? And which I thought it was a weird, like, guess almost um to the fact that uh shinichi does have a parasite like i thought that was a weird like the one guy acts like he almost can feel it that uh shinichi's different i guess i didn't even think about that either way him and his and his buddy get up and they run and they go the opposite way right of where shinichi came from yeah and they promptly get murdered yeah, they immediately turn the corner right into Shimada, who just just cuts them all to pieces. Yeah, so, fucking dices the shit out of them. Yeah. So then Shinichi grabs Murano, and he carries her, and he jumps out of the window. And they're on, like, the third or fourth floor. <laughs> and she's just screaming bloody murder, and he's like, it'll be okay, as he lands in, like, superhero pose with her. <laughs> In yeah. his arms. He lands perfectly fine. And then, yeah, then he, like, proceeds to jump a 12-foot fence. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. Although, at this point, he does... He stops, and he, like, stumbles, and he's breathing hard, so it's clearly affecting him. But not... It's. It should be obvious to her, though, that uh, it was not stuff a human should be able to do. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Murdo's kind of a moron. Yeah, she's, she's sort of like a... Like, I feel like Shinichi thinks he's being sly, but he's not at all. Right, well, and that'll kind of, that kind of comes up in a little while with uh, with Kana. I feel like it sort of kind of plays to that. Um, anyways, though, I think you're right. So, Murano's very uh, ignorant, I think, of the fact that... Because all she ever does is she's just like, you act kind of different now. Yeah, is is that even you in there, Shinichi? Right. Even though, like, to anybody who knew this guy, it would be very, very obvious that he's different. Yeah, he was a fucking simp, and now he's a Chad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, he, jumps, he jumps out, and then he's like, he wants to go back and fucking fight Shimada. But, because and then, like, he, feels, he feels like this is his fault now. Yeah. Because he thought and he Miki should wants have dealt with her. Right. He feels like he should have dealt with Shimada when he got to the school. Yeah. 
Oh, and then there's like a scene of the police trying to shoot Shimada down. He's just absolutely annihilating them. Yeah, and Migi is like, which I thought this was weird because Migi was like, just let the police handle it now. They can handle it. And immediately after that, Migi's like, oh, they're using small arms fire. It won't be enough to kill him. It's well, like, I, I kind of wonder if that's just Migi's ignorance. That could be. And I think he's he's just trying to convince Shinichi to leave. Right. But Mostly he, because... I think he's kind of being honest about it, too, at the same time. He's like, mm, they are kind of getting fucked up in there. Right. That makes sense. And is the... And, Migi wants him to run mostly because he doesn't want to be revealed, right? Yeah, he doesn't because, want to have to show himself. Yeah, because now there's all these people around, and if all of a sudden Shinichi's arm turns into a freaking blade, and he starts fighting with uh, Shimada, guaranteed somebody's going to see it. Well, and the the big downside like that Shinichi has is he can't change his face. Like he always is gonna look the same, so he he doesn't have he doesn't follow the same rules as the other parasites. Right. Yeah, because even if they get found out, they can usually change their appearance to the point where they it won't matter. Yeah. Oh, which I love this part. How freaking Shinichi ends up taking him out. Well, I'll let you tell it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Shinichi, like, they, they climb up to a roof, because Shimada is also climbing to the roof of the of the school, and so Shinichi, like, climbs to the roof of this other building, and, like, they can they can see Shimada from where they're at, and he, like, starts talking to Megan, and he's like, you think we can hit him from here with, like, a precise strike to the heart? And he's like, yeah, I think we could if we, if we like, truly combine forces and do it. And, it, dude, it looks so cool when his arm, like, transforms into, like, that, it, it almost looks like he's wearing gloves. Yeah, I really like that too. So yeah, he's, he's got the, like snipes him. He's got that rock in his right hand, and at first his his arm starts getting all like muscle bound, like in anime how it does. You know, his veins start popping, and then all of a sudden the whole thing turns into just like almost raw looking muscle tissue, and <laughs> it does look pretty cool though because it gets like three times the size of his other arm. Yeah, yeah and then he just like hauls back and throws this rock like a baseball pretty much as Shimada's coming up on the roof. And as soon as Shimada turns, this thing just punches right through his chest, right where his yeah, heart would be. Like he killed him from so far away. Yeah. And then as Shimada's like falling, he looks and he can like see that it's Shinichi that killed him. He's kind of upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Shimada kind of went out like a bitch. He kind of did for, especially for how like, because he was quite the, like, Chad, too, you know? So I thought there'd be a little bit more of a showdown with him, but it was it was still kind of a cool, like, twist on the whole thing. Well, and I, and we're coming up on, like, some of my favorite part of the show where uh, that, uh, like, we get, like, a glimpse at, like, what they understand about the parasites. Yeah. And I don't know. I This is so my favorite. And I, I hate that they cut the guy off. But they, basically they talk about, like the parasites limitations and like how they would be able to detect parasites just among regular humans. And they come up with that. They like, if you were to pull somebody's hair, because like the way the parasites are structured, they're like each individual cell is like alive. And so like, if you were to pull a hair away like that, that little piece would die. And so it wouldn't look like hair anymore. It would like writhe in pain. Right. Because now it's, it's its own life form and because yeah. it's because it's it's like what uh migi showed a few episodes ago where he showed he can split himself down all the way to a tiny little cell but he said once he splits so far the smaller they start getting the less control he has and the less control they kind of have of themselves and obviously if they're split away from the main body they're not receiving any nutrients anymore yeah That's too where they come up with uh, – so they this council kind of comes up with that as a way to detect the parasites. And then Shinichi basically says that like uh, the government never told everybody about the parasites. But then as him and uh, Murano are walking, they see these two little kids come running up to each other, and they're like, how are you doing? And they reach up, and they each pluck a hair out of each other's yeah. head. 
And so Shinichi basically says, all of a sudden a new trend started, sort of like a new handshake. Yeah. It's like a meme. It is kind of like a meme. <laughs> Except for it's to keep yourself safe. Right. Well, they don't really know that, though, at first. You know, regular people don't know that. They just think now that's the cool thing to do is pluck each other's hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. Because even in the next episode, like, Murano wants to pl- pluck some of Shinichi's hair. Right. Just to see if he's a he's a parasite or not. So, uh... With that, let's roll right into episode 11, because that's a good point. Um, so, episode 11, the, the name of the episode the, the is... Bluebird. Yep, The Bluebird. Hang on, let me get the air Di- Directed by Hiromichi Matano. I, I, feel like the, I feel like you got the first name right. Yeah, I don't know about the second one. Matano. It can't be like Montano, because that's... It's not. That's like Hispanic. <laughs> Matano? Matano? Ah, sorry there, buddy. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> and then sorry this, one, there, guy. this one was also written by uh, Shoji Yonomura. Yeah, and this original air date in Japan was December 11th, 2014. And then it came out in English January 9th, 2016. So the opening of this one, I feel like, plays exactly to like what you're talking about. Um, so we get this, uh, guy and this gal and they're kind of like walking through a park and she's like talking about how drunk she is. So they clearly were like on a date and now they're like after dinner or whatever. And, uh, they sit down on a bench and she says like, uh, almost as like a joke though. She's like, Hey, have you heard about that hair thingy? And she reaches up and she plucks this dude's hair out and she's kind of laughing. So that's, that's where I get that. Like, it's almost going around as just like a trend and not necessarily in the beginning, people don't know that it's to keep themselves safe. Um, except at this part, this lady plucks one of this guy's hair and it immediately turns into like almost a little worm looking thing. Yeah. It's super creepy. Yeah. And it starts like wiggling around in her finger. And then he looks at her with like that really blank, like parasite stare, you know, his eyes aren't quite both pointing straight. And uh, he kills her. And then I thought it was weird that then another like parasite happens to walk up, another lady who's a parasite. And he's like, uh, he says, she discovered me because of my hair. Uh, Could you help me with this? And then that lady's like, I don't normally eat ones that drink. Yeah, I don't consume meat with alcohol. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't know. I feel like I. Okay, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. So yeah, we. So we next we cut to freaking Kana is having this. I I assume a wet dream almost, but she's like yeah. dreaming of these parrot like monsters attacking her, and then like Shinichi shows up and he actually has like a sword arm already. Yep. Which and is he super has, like, interesting a... to me. He has, like, an aura, too. He's, like, yeah. glowing. <laughs> Dude, he has, like, the super chiseled face. Yeah. <laughs> and his hair's all, like, perfectly spiky. Like. <laughs> but he looks the like sword a... arm thing to me is super interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And even the aura thing is interesting because... So, if anybody doesn't remember, Kana is the one who talks about being able to sense Shinichi. And we basically was, have already... Uh, Mitsuo's girlfriend. Mitsuo, that's his name, yeah. Um, and she basically has displayed that she can essentially sense the parasites, basically. Right. But she, so, so yeah, so she has this dream. And so basically what she thinks is that she's sensing Shinichi is sensing her true love. Right. And then she, uh. She sees him go past on the street while she's, like, whatever, waiting to go to school or something. Although I don't really understand it because I didn't think they lived close to each other. But I feel like she's just straight up stalking him. She basically is at this point. And it only gets worse throughout the episode. But Shinichi walks past her, and she runs up behind him to try to pluck one of his hairs because of the hair thing. And he reaches behind his head and catches her before she can do it. And, uh... He basically says, like, sneaking up on somebody's not cool. If you want one of my hairs, you can just ask, or you can have one. And 
he lets her pluck his hair, which of course doesn't react because it's still human hair. Yeah, but see, I feel like she, maybe you're right. Maybe they don't understand why they're doing that. I don't know. I feel like to me, just the way that like the ending of the other episode says it, like a new trend came up almost like a handshake. Like obviously some people know why they do it because the government's talking about it, but I don't know that the general populace really knows why, but it, it gets so popular that everybody's doing it. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Like a meme. Like I said, we don't know why they're funny and we don't know why some get so popular, but some do. True. Oh, yeah, so Shinichi just, like, is freaking just walking with Kana because she basically won't leave him alone. And she, he, like, uh, what is he, like, he, he tries to explain to her that, like, even though she can sense him, if she senses that signal, she shouldn't necessarily go towards it. Yeah, but he's trying to be super because, coy about it. Right. Yeah, because he's basically saying that, like, you know, because now everybody pretty much knows something happened with the parasites. Because so it's becoming more and more uh, like general knowledge that these things exist. Um, and so that's why he tells her that the whole plucking the hair thing, uh, you know, it might be dangerous for her to do. Yeah, she's like, I'll just pluck somebody's hair. And she, like, slams her into the wall. And he's like, Connor, you cannot do that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so Miki voices that he oh, yeah, doesn't... This is when he does the little, the little tiny secret mouth. Yeah. He's like, Shinichi, I need to speak to you. He's like, <laughs> dude, I love that little mouth that he makes. <laughs> he's like one little tiny eye and one little tiny mouth. Yeah, dude, it's just like it goes up, like, right into his ear. Yeah. Um... So Migi voices that he doesn't trust Kana because uh, basically because she can sense his kind and it's like super weird. Like she shouldn't be able to do it. Well, and Shinichi basically knows that she's going to get herself killed. But Migi's like, that's not really our problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is where Kana and Murano have a little bit of an exchange because obviously. Yeah, and fucking Kana is a bitch. She kind of is, because she basically, well, she's just selfish. She basically is like, whatever, Murano, you're freaking, you know, you're too, uh, what's the word? It's like, because Murano gets, like, embarrassed easy and is like, she has no confidence, basically. And that's when Kana basically says, well, you are, you're going to lose him if you keep talking like that or whatever. Yeah, I know. She's like, I still have a chance. It's so fun. Yeah. Up. It's really kind of weird. Um. So this part was one of my favorite parts that have happened in a while. Um, oh, yeah. This part's cool as hell. You want to talk about it? <laughs> I, I would like to talk about this just because I, I thought it was pretty awesome. So we see these two guys that kind of roll up in this like black kind of tinted out car. And uh, the one guy gets out of the back seat and he's wearing like a, just a tank top and like shorts, like gym shorts. and But they're kind of short shorts, too. So... And he's just jacked. He's like ripped to the nines. Oh, he's absolutely but he, shredded. But he he has like the simplest like smile on his face. And they they do the kind of weird thing that anime does, where I guess to make him look very Asian, he has just closed eyes. They're just like angled down, closed eyes, which is I've never understood why they do that sometimes in anime, where the person just has their eyes closed. Either, but it kind of fits this guy's face. <laughs> it does, because it basically just looks like he's closing his eyes and smiling. But either way, the driver's like, you could have worn something different. And the guy's like, it would have just gotten dirty anyways. And so he walks up to this guy standing outside this door. And he's like, how many are inside? And the guy's like, this guy's clearly like a gangster kind of guy. And he's like, uh basically tells him you know you can't be here something something you need to leave right now and the uh the guy in the tank top <clears throat> he's like i know you yakuza can be very uptight or something like that 
And the guy's like, all right, that's it, you punk, I'm going to deal with you. And then this guy grabs his face and slams the back of his head into the wall, and it basically explodes on the wall. Yeah, like a fucking watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. So the dude in the tank top goes in the building, and he just walks right in, and all these apparent Yakuza gangsters are like, you know, who the hell are you? What are you doing in here? And... They pull their guns, and he... I can't remember, does he say? He's like, something about I'm here to, whatever, kill you guys or whatever. I think he says I'm, like, here to test my limits. Yeah, he says something to, like, provoke them. So they all pull, like, guns and pipes and bats and knives, and uh, they try to attack him. Well, he doesn't even... He clearly is a parasite at this point, but he doesn't even transform. He... Just he's literally punching these dudes like in the stomach and blowing their backs out of their bodies. Yeah, they're like literally exploding. Yeah. And I was just the whole time he's like dodging bullets and he's punching dudes. And then all of a sudden one guy cuts his arm. He like sticks his uh, sword in his forearm and the guy goes one. And the dude's like, that's it, buddy. You know, you're done. And then he tries to pull his sword out and the sword breaks off. A piece of it breaks off in the guy's arm and he flexes his arm and the shard of the sword sticks back in the original guy's forehead. Who it's it's kind of like what Migi did in the beginning when, when yes. she came with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's like jumping around, flipping around, kicking dudes and he gets shot in the leg and he says two. And then he kills a couple more guys, and then he's kneeling down, and another guy has a sword. He cuts him right in the middle of the head from the back, and they're like, that's it, buddy. You know, you're done, and the guy stands up, and he goes, three. You guys were able to wound me three times or something like that, and then he kills the rest of them, and we basically find out that the parasites wanted to test what heavily armed humans would be like to fight against. Yeah. And so this guy leaves and he changes his face first before he leaves. Well, no, there's a guy on the street and he's like, he sees him and he just becomes that guy. Yeah. He, but he, (laughs) it's like that classic. There's three guys talking and he, the guy in the back, you just see him all of a sudden. Then one guy comes down and pulls him up. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, they go back and they talk to another guy and he's like he says something about the the experiment and the one guy who conducted the experiment is like uh it was extremely successful so now we get this little hint that the uh the parasites know that the humans are sort sort of starting to discover them so now they really want to test human limits essentially like how dangerous humans could be to them yeah and I didn't really fully think about this while I was watching the episode, but shortly after that, um, the news thing says that they're going to release video footage of what the guy looked like. And I'm assuming that's why he never transformed was so that they wouldn't know that he was a parasite. There's there's a lot of things going on with this guy. Okay. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that that scene is amazing. It's so awesome, and I it love really the fact is. that he's just like in a tank top and short shorts and just annihilating these guys with this it's just like smirk super smile. Super graphic. Yeah, but with his like little smirk. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the smirking the whole time. Yeah, it makes it that much better because it's not like he's like. It's not like uh, Stained from freaking My Hero, you know, where he looks the part, but he just, yeah, he's just this smiling, happy-looking dude while he's just murdering all these people. So, yeah, we go from that to Shinichi and Murano are back. Like, they're they're on a date. They're, like, hanging out in a park, and Murano's, like, talking about... Well, does Shinichi bring up the dreams thing? Or, or, cause she's having like weird dreams too, kind of like. Well, because uh, she she saw, uh, uh, Shimada as a parasite, so now she knows this stuff is real. So she's having like nightmares about it. 
I don't necessarily know that they're the same as like uh, Kana's dreams. Well, but she can kind of sense a little bit too. Right, but basically what happens at that part, though, is she's asking Shinichi if he's been dreaming about Oh, okay, that's right. Because, and then he's like, no, no, not really. Well, he says, I have before, but then I don't, it doesn't really bother him. And she thinks that's By the end of the morning, I'm okay. Yeah. And then, let me me get this, like, heartbreaking scene with this kid, like, yelling at his mom. Yeah, this kid... This mom and her little kid are walking by, and the kid is crying, like bawling. And he's like, "Wait, mom, wait!" And then she turns around. And she's like, "Hurry up!" And the kid's like, "I hate you. I wish you would die." And like, it's just really weird, and it really draws Shinichi's attention. And then the mom, like, when the kid's like, "I wish you would die," she like raises her hand, like she's gonna slap the shit out of this kid. And Shinichi like starts to have like one of his heart attack things. Because he has like some quick flashbacks to like his mom and him as a little kid. Yeah. Basically, again, his human side boiling to the top like really fast. Yeah. Yeah, he has another little heartbreak moment. Yeah. The lady doesn't slap the shit out of her kid, by the way. No. She she restrains no, this, herself. This show kills, shows people dying, but not kid beating. Right, but no child abuse. So that's good. Yeah, and then so Kana witnesses Shinichi and Murano kiss in. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, what the hell? Yeah, she gets pretty upset. Because, like you said, she thinks she's projecting her love so strongly that he should be able to feel it. Is this when we get that scene when she's like, how can you not sense me? It's right before she sees them kissing because they walk by, Murano and Shinichi, and she's like, staring at the back of his head and she's like uh sense me you know why can't you sense me yeah we'll find out why that's bad oh yeah and so kana's like in her room and she's like oh i she she wants shinichi to meet her yeah yeah and so shinichi's like on the train he's talking to migi and migi's like i have no idea why you would meet this girl i don't understand yeah because now migi thinks Shinichi's getting in too deep, which think Shin, uh, Migi knows this is putting them both in uh, at risk, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Shinichi ends up getting there a little early, and he's like, damn, I'm here a little early. And then Migi's like, oh my gosh, there's three, no five, no eight of my kind nearby. Right. And so they like go, and there is a guy running for mayor with and all the parasites seem to be around him and he's one of the parasites too and and i don't know if you noticed this but that guy the guy that he changed into the guy from the the tank top and shorts is standing behind the mayor right i did i did catch that i caught that part because he's the one who almost sees shinichi he is the one that sees shinichi okay yeah he is the one that sees him I can't remember though if that's at the end of that episode or in the beginning of the next. Yeah, this so yeah this 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 episode ends like right there. Yeah, um, and, and this is kind of the the transition of this next episode. I think is kind of sloppy in my opinion, but. So and I think I I might have missed a part in my notes there. So when we were talking about uh, when Kana is like trying to get Shinichi to notice her, and she's like. Basically, she focuses and she tries to project her feelings to him. Well, we see Migi open an eyeball on Shinichi's hand and look at Kana because Migi could feel it. And Migi notices that it's almost the same as um, when he can sense another parasite. Well, yeah, she's admitting she's admitting a signal now. Oh, you know what? It's in the next episode. I see it in my notes. It's right here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Fuck that up. Spoiler alert. So <laughs> that's that's my sloppy note taking. No, dude, it's all good. Um, it's, it's hard to remember exactly what happens in each episode. Right. Um. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up sloppy though, because I wanted to talk to you about this. So let's let's move this into episode twelve. It's confusing. Yeah. So episode twelve. Um. It's called Heart, but on Hulu it's called. Kokoro, which I'm assuming oh, is heart. That's the Japanese. 
in Japanese, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, and then this one is directed by... Uh, oh, boy. Chi? Would you say that as Chi? Uh, yeah, Chi, I think. Yamashiro? Yamashiro's definitely right. And then it's also written by Shoji Yonamura again. Yeah. So he's it, written the last... He, she, I'm actually not yeah, sure. They, that's they, they, they were... She, he, she wrote the last three. They wrote the last three. There you go. Yeah, and this episode originally aired uh, December 25th, so it aired on Christmas 2014, and then it came out in America uh, the 16th of January 2016. So, before we even get into this one, I can't find a whole lot about this episode I actually like. Really? Yeah. Uh, but for the reason that compared to the previous eleven, sloppy is a great way to describe it. I, I, this episode's got a lot of emotion in it. it. Well, it does, and that's not that's not even what I mean. It's just the format feels so much different. It it is way different because it doesn't pick up right where we left off at all. Right, and it also it it doesn't necessarily skip around a lot. It just is like it skips forward almost like it just pushes the skip button forward a whole bunch of times. Whereas previous episodes don't really, they, they flow very kind of yeah, naturally in like, like chronological order. Yeah. But this one does a weird thing of like, so yeah, so it opens with kind of having the dream again, but then we cut to Shinichi talking to Migi about the guy running for mayor and Migi's like super excited. I actually kind of like the scene where like Migi like can't contain himself and he's just like making weird things. Yeah. And then uh, Shinichi starts ignoring him because yeah. it, it, Shinichi's obviously not excited about it, but Migi's super excited because he's like, Oh, my kind are evolving. Yeah. And then we abruptly cut to Shinichi meeting up with Kana again. Yeah, talk about is, so it so it went back. So Shinichi and them were talking after they had met Kana, but now right. we're going back to Shinichi meeting Kana again. Right. Which this is, is so weird. Yeah, this is like a continuation of how the previous episode ended. Yeah. Which is not very on par with how the show normally does stuff. Like this almost should have been the first scene that we're seeing. Yeah, right it, now. it should have been. It's it's confusing. Yeah. So this is where uh, Shinichi really tells Kana that her ability is actually dangerous because uh, she asks, too, is this about the parasites? So she clearly knows now that there are things out there that are like monsters, basically. Yeah, and and she fucking lies to Shinichi's face, and she's like, I can tell when it's you or when it's someone else. That's right. She does lie. That's right. Yeah, she straight up just lies to his face. Maybe she just has herself convinced of that. I, I, I do, I do, I do think she believes that. Right. But she's still lying. Um. So, so yeah, then we we cut to Miki and Shinichi arguing, and like, because Shinichi wants to tell Kana everything, and Miki's like, "No, you cannot do that. Like, you need to just freaking." Leave this girl alone. She's gonna end up killed. She's gonna end up killed anyway. Like she's admitting a signal now. Right, but this is also where I'm getting confused because it's literally like they meet one day, and then it's like, boom, it's the next day, and they're meeting again. Boom, it's yeah, the next it day. is kind it's of like, confusing. Yeah, so they meet again, and this is where they kind of they have another talk about how her senses and stuff like that. Um, is this when he smacks his hand? Yeah, so he slaps his hand against the wall super hard, like, apparently so hard that it cracks the stone, and she doesn't notice that. Yeah. But then Shinichi's like, okay, good, he's asleep. So he's making sure Migi is actually asleep before he reveals everything to Kana about parasites. And she doesn't even believe him? Yeah, which is kind of weird and almost kind of out of character because I thought she was like... It, she already knows that she's like, is you know, is this the parasite things people have been talking about? But then, yet yeah, when he reveals all this information, she acts like she doesn't believe it's real. Yeah, that's super weird. 
Which I would have thought this person she's like deathly in love with, she would trust. Yeah, I don't really get it either. No. Uh, and then we find out that the parasite who is running for mayor uh, does win as mayor. Yeah. So that's an interesting little turn of events. And this is the part that I was talking about where... Oh, Kana, okay. I see. I thought that happened last episode. I thought so, too, for some reason. But this is where Kana kind of... She projects her feelings to the point where Migi can sense it. Yeah. So and it, she basically is emitting her own signal. Right. And it's almost identical to the signal that other parasites put off. Yeah. And then, like, me, like, uh, Shinichi wants to meet with her again, right? Or she wants to meet with him. I can't remember. I can't remember either. That's what I mean. It's sort of weird. It's just, like, them meeting up. No, it's, it's Shinichi wants to meet with her, and he comes to her town, and that's when he calls her and says, I'm changing our meeting place. Don't go near the trains, because there's other parasites walking around there. That's, this is when she leaves her phone at home. She ties his hair around her finger. Yeah, super weird. Because she is so confident that she can find him based on her senses alone. That's why yeah. she leaves her phone. Oh, yeah. So she follows her senses, and it leads her to like this abandoned building. And it's the same it, building they've been meeting in. Though. Yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, she yeah she goes to this building, which is where her and uh, Shinichi had been meeting before. Yeah, and she stumbles across a parasite who's eating somebody. Yes, and the parasite even <sighs> this part's very weird because he's like he's hit one of his little eyeballs appears out of the back of his head, and he's like, oh, it's a human. Yeah, because well, she's emitting a signal. Yeah, she's like. It, putting off her quote-unquote like love signal so he thought that it was another parasite when in reality it was obviously her as a human yeah so then of course he stands up and he's gonna kill her because yeah and this scene's kind of heartbreaking where she's like running and she's like he'll save me he'll save me he'll save me and uh, oh it's brutal so shinichi shows up like just as she's getting stabbed through the heart yeah and it's it's pretty heartbreaking because she sees Shinichi come around the corner and she sees him in like the way she's been seeing him in her dreams. He has like a blue aura. He looks like a freaking knight in shining armor, except instead of armor, he has just like glistening chest and he has no shirt on. <laughs> yeah, but of course, but then it immediately switches to her seeing him normal and she looks down as the parasite that's behind her has stabbed her through the cell. Yeah. Oh, this part is cool as hell, though, when Shinichi's like, Miki, handle the defense. And he just freaking runs up and grabs this guy's heart and slams him into the wall so fucking hard. He breaks him through the stone wall. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. And then... and. He had pulled out the parasites when he did that. Yeah, he's just like holding it. Which, Which yeah. I think is a good contrast to when Migi killed that first parasite when it's like hold, when it was holding that dog's heart. Yeah, that's true. Like so meet like so Shinichi had like taken control of like himself. Right. And uh Migi is super impressed. Yeah, Migi's it, like Whoa, the defense? Yeah, he says unbelievable after yes. Shinichi does it. Unbelievable, yeah, it's pretty cool. Which is also weird to see Migi, like, flustered, so... Yeah, I, I mean, Migi I think was that's an interesting time, point. I feel like. This this is, like, one of the first times that they've really not agreed about something. Yeah, true. Yeah, and there's, like, the heartbreak. He, like, you know, he wants to save Kana, but he can't. She's gonna die. There's really no way about it. Yeah, so... um. Then we get this quick little scene uh, at Kana's funeral where uh, there's these uh, like 
federal agent guys and they're like oh that's that's her friend who found her and they're talking about shinichi and they're like yeah you know his uh his mom was also killed by a parasite and then they're talking about kana's death and they're like she was killed by a parasite um but we don't know what parasite did it because there's a parasite there that was killed clearly by another parasite so well yeah, but then but they're confused because they're like parasites usually don't attack their own kind, right? Because so no, now no the, no human could have thrown this dude through like a solid cement wall, right? Exactly. Yeah, and so they're like, there's unrest among the parasites. Apparently, they don't obviously understand what's going on. Yeah. And then this is when uh, Mitsuo runs up because. Uh, Shinichi leaves the funeral and Mitsuo runs up behind him and he's like, you know, can't you just have any emotion about this? She's freaking dead and it's your fault or whatever and you're not even, it doesn't even upset you. And then he freaking runs up and he punches Shinichi in the face and then he like, he like attacks Shinichi and he hits him like in the stomach and then he knocks him down and he's going to attack him again and you hear Migi is like Shinichi as Shinichi like just socks this dude one but clearly yeah, was like, holding back full, yeah yeah he socks him a good one knocks him like 10 feet away and he obviously knows that he could kill him at any point but Shinichi's kind of shaken through this because he also he yells at him and he's like that's right, because uh, Mitsuo says, you're not even human. And then Mi- Shinichi's like, I know! And da, punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know. And he's like, yeah, but you don't even know anything about me. Yeah, he's like, you don't know you know nothing about me. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. That's... Episode 12 is not as good. You're I just right. it, it just felt like a for how smooth the rest of the show has gone and for how well like structured it has felt, this one felt like a, almost a stumbling point to me. It almost felt like they didn't know what to do with Kana. They were like, it does uh, feel really, really rushed with me. Like they kind of wanted to do more, I think. And then it just kind of didn't pan out. Yeah. Because it could have, what happened in that episode seems like something that could have been being built up over multiple episodes. Like, her and him meeting and then discussing the parasites and whatever, and then it leading up to her getting killed. Whereas the, yeah, it's, but, yeah. it's so quick. It just seems like it was very uh, rushed. And, and like the fact that she's admitting her own signal doesn't actually get her in trouble. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't take that any further, basically like that. They just had her die almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, it is heart wrenching. You do get the cool scene, the guy getting slammed through the wall. Yeah, that was the coolest part of the episode, for sure. So, yeah, I think this wraps up uh, this anime, Squires. What are we doing next time, Ryan? Uh, we are doing Roadside Picnic. And then Audible Originals for September? Yeah, because they should be coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, so that's a good idea. So, yeah. Uh, hope to catch you guys in the next one.